Hello, it's my, my name is Professor Michael Tanjum of the University of Navarra in Spain and also the uh, Austrian Institute for European and Security Policy, AIES, in Vienna. And it's my pleasure today to be with Dr. Natalie Tocci, uh, the director of the Institute for International Affairs in Rome. And uh, today we're going to talk about the East Med situation. So Natalie, please uh, take us in and Tell us how you see the conflict. Well, essentially, there's been lots of talk about the East Med recently, but I think it's worth kind of, you know, rewinding back and, and trying to sort of figure out exactly what is it that we're talking about. You know, when we talk about the East Med today, we obviously talk about Greece, Turkey, Cyprus, but we also talk about Libya. We talk about Italy, about France, about UAE, uh, about energy uh, and, and, and a lot more. Um, and, and I think it's sort of worth recalling that this is not a new conflict. And at its essence, basically, this is a conflict about identity, sovereignty and security uh, between Greece and Turkey and, and, and Cyprus, obviously. Um, and the, it's only recently that it's a conflict whose waters have been muddied, basically, uh, by not only being geographically extended, uh, and therefore essentially becoming a regional conflict, uh, bringing in many of the countries that I mentioned a moment ago, uh, but also being thematically extended, uh, particularly with the discoveries of uh, gas reserves in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, now, basically, sort of, you know, the, the, the strategy which in many respects Greece and Cyprus have been pursuing for, for decades now, feeling in many respects as the relatively weaker side of this conflict vis-a-vis -vis Turkey is precisely that of enlarging this pie. And in a sense, this was basically what the whole purpose of entering the European Union, both for Greece and then eventually for Cyprus in 2004, were, were basically all about. But in my view, this has, and I think sort of evidence in, in recent days and months has really been proving this, this has tremendously complicated the picture. Uh, which, as I said, at its essence, and it's very easy to forget about it, remains a bilateral or a trilateral conflict about sovereignty, identity, and security. But I don't know, Mikhail, what your views about this are. I'd like to pick up from there. Uh, yes, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's from 2015 when uh, Eni discovered the Zor field and... Uh, then uh, Claudio Descalzi came up with the idea of uh, pooling all the gas together uh, from Cyprus, Israel, and Egypt. That brought uh, several players together uh, into the, what was a boundary dispute, as you say, between Greece and Turkey or Cyprus and Turkey that really uh, had to do with issues of identity and sovereignty. Uh, then, as you know, France got involved, uh, became a partner in all the licensing blocks. Um, the, the European Union started to isolate Turkey. Turkey felt that uh, its demands weren't being listened to and it was trying to be contained. Uh, of course, I'm simplifying the situation. And then it chose a breakout strategy by pushing uh, um, in Libya, making a um, its own maritime boundary agreement uh, with the GNA uh, in Tripoli, and uh, which it, Turkey felt it gave its uh, legitimate claims. And that linked the Libya conflict with the East Med uh, conflict and brought Egypt in. And uh, then we've seen more gunboat diplomacy. And 
I think this has been exploited as well by countries like Cyprus to try to get a greater security guarantee from uh, uh, European countries. And, and, and how do we untangle the mess? What is your recommendation? Nothing. Well, I would kind of, you know, sort of two two points there. Um, I think sort of on, on, on the bilateral basis, I mean, this is basically about getting back to basics. And much mm -hmm. in the same way as in 1999, uh, Greece and Turkey embarked on an earthquake diplomacy, um, which was basically saying, you know, you know, the sort of macho politics doesn't work, you know, let's try and, and, and completely turn the tables around. Uh, and it basically worked. Uh, or at least it temporarily worked for some time. I think that spirit, that spirit of 99, and mind you, you know, it may sound like a pipe dream today, but it kind of sounded like a pipe dream back then and it, and it happened. So to me, it's a question of sort of Greece and Turkey refining that spirit and above all, Greece realizing that there isn't going to be a sort of, you know, uh, European Union, in my view, stepping in uh, through meaningful sanctions on Turkey in a manner that will completely reverse the situation. So I think it's about refining that spirit. And I think as far as, and here I'll stop, as far as the EU is concerned, given that a, a, a meaningfully assertive position vis-a-vis -vis Turkey is unlikely to take place. Again, I think it's a question of turning 180 degrees and looking at what a more constructive relationship with Turkey may look like. Uh, yes, uh, I agree that uh, you have to de-link the conflicts, I would say. Uh, there's a lot of hope on Libya. There's a lot of action if Libya was delinked. Um, I think you, there is a solution for the boundary agreement. Uh, and I agree with you, the European Union is split. Uh, I think the six Europe, uh, Mediterranean countries are split. 